0: Boys and girls and welcome once again to scry i am the seer your host into this glimpse beyond the obsidian mirror and into the shadow realms quite a bit of time has passed since i have last reached out to you from beyond the veil and for that i must apologize for as much as i love sharing these tales of spooky specters and horrible haunts Sometimes I just have to be a responsible adult and telling you all about my weird work days and creepy commutes just doesn't have the same appeal. But regardless, I have not forgotten about you and from all the emails and messages that I have received over the past six or so months, it is apparent that you have not forgotten about me either let's get into our true terrifying tales now shall we our first story comes from springer mania who shares with us a sighting of something outside his window I've never told anyone this, including my wife, because it really makes me question my own sanity. When I was a kid, about 14 or 15 during this time, I grew up in a trailer park in southeast Idaho. While I know most everybody in that trailer park, there were some real weirdos living there. Who knows what these people were doing in their homes, but I somehow think it's related. Every so often, I would be laying in bed awake and get this overwhelming feeling of dread. Along with that dread, I kept getting the prompting to look out my window at the tree line that was pretty close to our trailer. I wouldn't look, but I could just tell that something or someone was close by. But it wasn't the feeling of just random people going by. This was a presence of some kind, and I just knew it was there. Being mildly religious, I'd be taught about demons, etc., so I didn't feel the need to invite that into my life but one night it was too strong whatever it was was out by the trees again too powerful for me to avoid so I cracked the blinds to see what has been bothering me all this time it's very hard to describe very dark shape with no definitive lines that I could see. Yellow eyes around five or six feet tall. It felt like when I finally looked at it, it somehow plugged into my soul. It let out the most terrifying scream directly into me. But as far as I could tell, wasn't audible. After the scream, it vanished. All I could do was sit there in silence for a bit. I got up and looked to see if my parents or brother were up, but they were all passed out. This thing wanted me for whatever reason. That was the end of it. I've never had that experience again, thankfully. I have no idea who or what it was, but it was the most scared I've ever been. If anybody knows what that might have been, I'm all ears. Springer Mania, thank you for sharing your sinister story with the world. While tales of shadow men are common, one screaming telepathically at you from outside is certainly a spin that we don't typically encounter in these kind of stories. You have certainly had an interesting encounter if I do say so myself. Our next eerie encounter comes from Casey O'Bean in which he tells of a visit to a house that wasn't so eager to welcome him into the home. Here is his tale. For a short time, my wife was a real estate agent in Virginia. We were casually house shopping ourselves at the time and there was a house out in the country we wanted to look at. It was unoccupied and since she had access to the lockbox codes, we drove out to look at it on a whim one day. We arrived mid-afternoon on a nice sunny day. The house was surrounded by trees and set back off the road just enough that it was difficult to see from the road. We pulled up and as we got out of the car, the first thing I noticed is that despite being a sunny day, the windows were pitch black. It was like either light couldn't escape from this house or light wouldn't enter it. I couldn't decide which but from the driveway, it was like the inside of the house did not exist. There were two staircases to the upper level, one from the front of the house and one from the back, kind of behind the kitchen. As my wife and I walked through, we separated. She walked around the main floor and I went upstairs. Upstairs, there were two bedrooms, adjoined by a Jack and Jill bath, and in that bathroom, it was like a murder scene of flies and other small insects. There were insect bodies everywhere. In the bedrooms, I noted that just as from the outside, the windows seemed almost like a portal to darkness. You could see out but it was like outside was beyond reach. The whole house had this feeling like, warmth isn't welcome here. I'm not a believer in the paranormal or ghost stuff at all, but this house just felt like it was saying, get out. Having looked at the rest of the upstairs, I located the rear staircase. I'd come up the front staircase. It was narrow and steep with no natural lighting top or bottom and a single bare light bulb hanging from the ceiling, poorly lighting the steps. As I was descending, I felt someone behind me. You know that feeling like someone is approaching behind you and you can feel them getting closer? I turned and looked, expecting to see my wife, but there was nobody there. When I got downstairs, I proceeded to find my wife and she looked at me and said, we need to get the hell out of here. I hadn't said a word to her about what I experienced, or even the darkness of the windows, since we got there. Her eyes were wide, and no ifs, ands, or buts. She was not staying in that house another minute. She dropped a card, signed the show log, and we hauled ass out of there. I've never experienced anything like that before or since. That house did not want us in it. Thank you, KCO Bean. I am sure that many in the audience have felt an unwelcoming presence in places that we have journeyed to. I know I have had a similar encounter to yours while house hunting years ago. Perhaps one of these days, I will share that story as you have done here. But I can say, it is safe to assume that the houses we have visited did not have elevators in them. For that opens a whole nother can of worms, as can be seen in our next story. Shared by Ace of Diamonds, here is their tale of an elevator ride that shouldn't have been. years ago my father-in-law was involved in a terrible accident the night of the accident he was in emergency surgery at the hospital and by the middle of the night only his sister her husband and his oldest friend from childhood were still in the surgical waiting area to hear some news of him of these individuals one is a physician one is a veterinarian and one was the longtime town mayor. In other words, all reputable and professional people. Around 2 a.m., the three of them were sitting silently in this same waiting area. Their seats were directly facing the elevator doors. Nobody at all was apparently anywhere near this area given the hour. As she was sitting in silence, my father-in-law's sister heard the elevator ding. She saw the elevator doors open and saw a petite, dark-haired woman look directly at her, exit the elevator, and take an immediate right turn down a hallway. My father-in-law's sister was immediately struck by how this woman looked identical to their mother. The woman looked so identical that she needed to see the woman again to convince herself it wasn't their mother. You see, the problem was that their mom had been dead for nearly 20 years. Shortly after the woman turned down the hallway, My father-in-law's sister got up and followed her down the hall. The hallway was dark, terminated in a dead end, and had only a few rooms coming off, all of which were dark and locked, without any sign of recent entry. Thinking she was going crazy, my father-in-law's sister walked back to her seat, where her husband and friend had remained without saying anything to her or each other during this whole time. My father-in-law's sister quietly sat back down, and after several moments of silence, their friend looked over to her and simply said, If your father comes off that elevator next, I'm going home. of diamonds that story is incredible i am simply blown away by both the sighting and the reaction of your father-in-law's friend i would like to think that i would have the same humorous reaction but i likely would have unasked the area by then thanks again for sharing your story
1: What is the scariest story you've ever been told? Have you heard the one about the creature who wanders the woods near your home? A hotel with guests who never checked out. Maybe you've heard the one about the police deputy who had an encounter with things not of our world. The scariest stories we know aren't the ones that we make up to frighten one another. They're the ones that have a history to them. And in history, there's truth. The Midwest is full of these. My name is Sang Peng Duongdet. Whispers in the Night is a podcast that is devoted to exploring cases of the paranormal, the unexplained, and the things that terrify us most. Through fact, He appears to be what? Stabbed. Stabbed. Fiction.
0: The door to the cellar flew open and the ghost appeared.
1: And folklore.
0: In the weeks after I took them, I found little footprints around the cabin.
1: Whispers in the Night. Available wherever you tune in to podcasts.
0: We now come to a tale of faces and footsteps. Shared by Kibsa. Here is his tale of multiple encounters inside his mother's Pennsylvania home. Let's take a listen. For a few years in the late 80s and early 90s, I lived in an old house in a town called Ridley Park in Pennsylvania. Every single night as I would be starting to fall asleep, something small in my room would fly off a shelf and hit the floor. I would be startled for a second and then just go to sleep. Our housekeeper would tell me to be careful in my room because she said she would constantly hear people stomping around in my room during the day when I was at school. So one early morning, as daylight started to fill my room, I was laying in bed, and out of nowhere, a loud, hoarse, breathing started at the foot of my bed. I was literally frozen with fear, especially because my bedroom door had an actual deadbolt on it that I always kept locked at night. So after about 30 seconds, it just stopped and I shrugged it off. I never told anyone and just forgot about it. Fast forward three years and I was now 15. I had been living at my father's for years, divorced parents and my mother was getting my old room set up as part of an apartment that she sectioned off on that side of the house. One weekend, I had a friend come and stay with us for the weekend and we decided to crash in my old room since it was empty and we wouldn't be bothered by my younger siblings. In the middle of the night, I awoke to my friend kicking and shaking me awake. When I woke up and asked him what the fuck was going on, he said that he woke up to someone breathing hoarsely next to the right side of his face. My blood ran cold. To make things worse, he said he could feel its breath on his face. There was another room downstairs in the home that used to be a servant's kitchen that was haunted as well. So now it's two years later. I'm 17, and my father kicked me out of his house in New Jersey, and I moved back into my mother's Pennsylvania haunted home. The house was huge, and my mother had turned the second and third floors into two separate apartments. So I moved into the room downstairs that used to be the servant's kitchen 100 years earlier. This room had two doors that used to open from the old kitchen to the front of the house outside. Now that it was a bedroom, more like a studio apartment, both of those doors that led outside had been screwed shut and sealed airtight with caulk. But they still looked like doors with knobs and all. One weeknight, I was awoken by the sound of very loud boots on the hardwood floor, walking around my bed and across the room. I flipped over in bed to see who was there, and I could see no one. But the footfalls continued up to one of the sealed doors. Then I could hear it jiggling the doorknob on one of those doors with obvious frustration Trying to open it. I was terrified and sitting up in bed facing the invisible intruder. I could see nothing. After about a full minute of it violently working the doorknob, I finally spoke up and said out loud, The door is sealed shut and won't open. Instantly, All the commotion stopped, and silence returned. Thank you for sharing that tale with us, Kibsa. It certainly is a creepy one. I can personally say that if I woke up, and saw a face staring at my friend and could feel that cold, stale, breath of the dead upon my face, I would likely be in need of two things, a new pair of underwear and a new friend who didn't live in a haunted house. Thank you again for sharing that story. Our next tale is one unlike any that I have done on the show before, and it's certainly creepy. While I try to keep my stories limited to ghosts, demons, evil entities, and so forth, I think that this otherworldly tale is definitely worth sharing and hopefully sends some shivers up your spine. It's shared by Foxtrot Victor One, here is his tale. In 2016, a friend had something happen to him while camping at the Stillwater Tent and Trailer Park to the west of Nipigon, Ontario, in the Thunder Bay area. He woke up in the middle of the night to see what he said were two greys. He couldn't move or scream, and the last thing he remembered was a sharp pain just above the clavicle next to the neck. When he came out of the tent in the morning, one of his fishing friends was alarmed at blood, which was on his t-shirt on his shoulder. Oh, fuck. When they inspected his sleeping bag, they found more blood. What's wrong? They took him to the provincial hospital, where one of the doctors said that something had punctured his skin and went alongside the muscle at least two and a half centimeters. The hole was about two millimeters and scabbed and an X-ray showed something the size of a 1206 surface mount resistor was at the bottom of the puncture. He elected to wait and have it removed back in the States. It took two days to get back to Indiana and then another day for him to see the doctor, which confirmed the object was there they decided to remove it two days later in an outpatient procedure at parkview in fort Wayne. the morning of the procedure he woke to find more blood on his sheets and pillow and went in for a 10:45 a.m appointment when the doctor did a scan to confirm the location of the piece for removal it was no longer there it was in tissue at a location where it could not have moved by itself. And the doctor noted that the penetration into the body showed trauma, as if something had been put in him again, which disturbed the tissue, which was in the process of healing. Yet the skin penetration at the surface showed recent scarring, which one would expect of a wound three months old. Ron now sleeps with a proximity alarm and an infrared alarm, which has gone off once since the event. Since then, he now sleeps with a Smith & Wesson MP40 Cal on the nightstand. Since 2016, he's never had another problem. But in 2017, he had a full scan of the upper torso which confirmed no foreign material in the body. And since that event, he will only go fishing with the guys if they are all in the same tent together. Victor one thank you for the story. It certainly sounds as if your friend was being tracked for some purpose. Hopefully, there was no probing involved, and if so, thank you for not sharing that detail. The idea of being tracked, being unable to escape some alien presence, is certainly a haunting idea in its own right. And with that, it is time to bring this episode to an end. As the leaves change color and the temperatures drop, the hiking, fishing, and camping trips with my kids are coming to a close for the year, which means that I should have more free time to share these stories again. If you have a story that you would like to share, you can submit it at scribepodcast at gmail.com or on our website at scrypod.com. All stories on Scry are purported to be true. Special thanks to Mew and Shadow Vibe for the music used in this episode. Check out links to their music in the show notes for this episode. But for now, it is time to once again close the gate and banish back all things dark beyond the veil. Until we meet again, This is Scry.